Welcome into the Triple Play Fantasy Baseball Show. Let's roll. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome in to another episode of the Triple Play Fantasy Baseball Show. A proud member of Fantasy Points and the Fantasy Points Media Group. D-Mendy here, joined by the normal cast and crew and a guest. We're bringing guests back. We're making them happen again. And we have a very special one that I'm going to introduce in a second to make sure that people listening on the podcast get to wait for this man's beautiful voice. Uh, but kicking things off first, of course, with Marty Party, who is in his new house for the first time on this episode. How's the move? How's the new digs? The move was pretty smooth uh we paid about 700 dollars for other people to do it for us so um i just had to sit around in my uh my shorts and kind of you know i watched television so that was nice and smooth um but the only thing that wasn't smooth was spending five hours on the phone with comcast today to get the internet up and coming so um that was absolutely brutal i almost had a breakdown i actually almost cried and i'm okay with saying that you ever felt so hopeless and so powerless that you almost cry that's how i felt today but the internet's working and, uh, you know, I'm here with my favorite guys doing my favorite show. So oh, it's Marty, all good I, now. I've been there. I know exactly that feeling. Uh, it is. I think Comcast, Verizon, all those places get joy out of our misery. And that's why they make it so difficult for us. So yeah, especially I'm right there working with from home. It's literally like cutting into my money. You know, it's just <laughs> uh, uh, brutal. We're, we're brutal. here. We're here now. And it's we're all here. Good. So is Doc. Doc is here tonight. Surprisingly, Doc, what's up? What do you mean surprisingly? I'm always there. I know. Yeah, Marty, I can relate to that. Um, uh, Comcast and slash Xfinity, USPS, um, anything that you really depend on, those services will frustrate you so much that maybe a tear gets squeezed out of your eye. Yeah, it's sad. Doc, anything you want to talk about besides more Comcast stuff? Because I think that's over. Um, thank you, Patrick Corbin, for being awful this year. Tomorrow, I officially cash in on my under 11 and a half wins. <laughs> How much did and you bet on that? the least stressful bet that I've ever had. How much did you bet on that? I bet like 80 to win 60. 80 to win 60? Yeah, it's just a shame that that's the max that I could bet. I would have felt comfortable betting 500. <laughs> <laughs> a little cheesecake in the house tonight. A little cheesecake. How are things over there? Things are pretty good. I've had a sick, sick kid uh, um, hanging out here all day with me all week. Couldn't go to school. So I work from home and he's watching uh, watching Octonauts in the other room all day. Um, so it's been cool. He's It's been fun taking my breaks this week. I'll take a lunch break, sit down, eat eat lunch with him, take a take a 15-minute afternoon break to play with him. It's been pretty cool. Um, he's uh, he's he's. He's not doing well because he's potty training now. He's peed on my couch twice. Oh, God. Twice this week. Um, little tip. Uh, if you take a bar of soap, scented bar of soap, you got to clean it with, like, carpet cleaner first. Then you take a scented bar of soap after it's kind of dried. You can kind of not smell the pee anymore after that. Oh, man, this podcast guy. <laughs> that was so up and down. We're it's full good. of optimism. Today. It's good. I have a sick kid. I'm working from home. 
He's peed on the couch. Like, I didn't know which way the story was going. Yeah, it's dumb. all good. It's all good. At the end of the journey, the kid's going to be in the toilet full time. You bet. This is therapy more so than fantasy baseball. Anyway. That's right. All the dads listening, try to potty train their kids right now. They're just like, oh, we feel your pain, little cheesecake. Oh, man, been there. <laughs> well, without further ado, we got to introduce our guest this week. And we all love this man here at Triple Play Fantasy. He's our guy. He's a college administrator who he compared to Dean Warmer from Animal House. He also has been playing fantasy baseball since before Doc and I were alive. He's a baseball savant. That's what I would like to call that. He's also uh, Cecil Fielder's biggest fan. And most importantly, he is a champion. Hail to the champion, baby. That's right. We welcome in Drew Klein in the house tonight. What's up, Drew? Hey, not much. Thanks, guys. It's great to be here. You know, like I was hearing for a preseason, but since I listen to you guys every week, I feel like I haven't missed a beat, even though I haven't actually been with you with you. Uh, you know, here you on my car ride once a week and then uh, you twice, Dave. The call ups a great show, too, by the way. Oh, but, thank uh, you. Yeah, things are good. Things are good here. And, and uh, although I'm a Tigers fan, I live in New England. The leaves are turning. It's a beautiful time to be in New England. Um, and if you're not a Red Sox fan, it's always fun to just kind of watch the misery <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> I love so you were from Detroit originally, right? That's how you were Detroit. Yeah, fan? I grew up right outside Detroit. Yeah. So all the Marty rants throughout the season, you must have personally been like, Marty, I- I'm with you. I'm with you, brother, right? We're- absolutely. Absolutely. And we're we're two peas in a pod. I'm feeling it. <laughs> and uh Marty, I don't know if you saw one of the announcers today. Uh, there's a clip on going on Twitter after the game. Uh Matt Shepard just said, This is not good enough. We need to set a higher bar because you know, Petrie yep. was trying to apologize for him. I was like, finally, somebody stood up and said, yep. we cannot there was keep no more, uh, There was a fitting ending for a Gregory Soto uh, blown, whatever, uh, you know, walk off by the Mariners to end the end the season for the Tigers. It was perfect. Yeah. Drew, I'm going to put you on the spot. I'm going to ask you. I've, I've asked Marty this all the time. You have the rookie disappointments. You have the Javi Baez disappointment. You have the Eduardo Rodriguez disappointment. Is there... One, what's the biggest disappointment of the season? Too Austin, Austin Meadows. Austin I mean, Meadows. Yeah, like, is there one particular player that stands out to you as the biggest disappointment from the season? I, I think, in in terms of disappointment, it's probably Baez. The biggest heartbreak is all the pitching injuries because coming into mm-hmm. it, it's just one of those, you know, is like these guys just might do it kind of vibe with mm-hmm. them, and then one after another, down and down and down. So that that was the heartbreaking part of the season for me was not being able to watch those pictures start to come together. Yeah, it's it's been tough. And um, I, does it get better next season? I'm, I guess I'm asking both you and Marty on that because, uh, I mean, is there anything coming up the pipeline? A lot of, I mean, Riley Green is already there now. And we saw Spencer Torkelson completely flame out in his first season. Hopefully there's better days ahead for him. Uh, the pitching, I mean, Casey Mize, Matt Manning, and uh, um, Tariq Skubal, all disappointed for much of the season. Uh, is there any optimism for you guys for next year? Things turning around? For me, I, I think it's, you know, do they, do they jump in the free agent market and bring in some more? Because I think there's still some big holes uh, with Torkelson. I'm looking at, um, oh, Andrew, what's his name in Chicago? Um, Andrew, Vaughn. Andrew Vaughn. Thank you, Vaughn. They, they came up, you know, one after the other. They were compared to each other after their respective drafts. Vaughn didn't have a very good rookie season. Now he's solid. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think I think I still got faith that Torque's going to be solid. I don't think it's going to be in the Hall of Fame, but um, 
But I don't know. I, I, I think they got to spend some money. I don't think it's just going to be homegrown. I won't. Chris Illich spending money is something that I don't know if it's ever going to happen. We do have a new GM, which I'm optim- more optimistic about that. So that's good. But Mai's coming off uh, TJ Fiedo coming off surgery. Torkelson, who knows what he's going to be. I like. I thought Green did well. Baez is brutal. It can't. Honestly, it can't be worse next year. It's not possible. Yeah. So in that sense, yeah, it'll be better. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to look at it, right? Mm-hmm. Can't be worse. I, I dig it. Uh, well, here today, we've got a couple things we're going to do. We're going to do how we finished in our leagues, because I know everybody listening cares. Uh, so if you don't care, <laughs> then don't worry. Uh, we won't talk about it for too, too long. And then our playoff predictions, which is the main part, part of the show that we're going to all predict how the playoffs are going to shape out. And we're going to make it a little fun because we're going to add scoring to how we're doing this. So if you get the first round right, each first round matchup you get right is going to be a point. Each second round matchup you get right is going to be a point, and then so on. We'll see out of the five of us who is the Nostradamus of the MLB playoffs. So first things first, let's talk about how we finished in our leagues. And Doc, let's kick it off with you first. Give us how many leagues you were in, and then give us your finishes. And are you going to change the amount of leagues you're in next year? I was in five leagues. Um, most notably, uh, TGFBI finished 202nd. Um, oh, so, youch! Yeah, I, I, I definitely slacked a little bit towards the end. Um, yep. The triple players ball, it was over when uh, when my four catchers all were hurt at the same time <laughs> and I had no healthy catchers to put on the or to, to put out there. Um, and in the home league, just missed the playoffs. Uh, I think five was a little too much for me. I and we did our battle of the pods. I might cut down on a Darf League next year, even though that was my best draft. Mm-hmm. But I mean, overall, I, this season I've been able to network with a lot of people, and I think that's going to lead into when we go into first pitch Arizona. But yeah, five so Doc's, too many. Doc's fantasy seasons can be summed up like this. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Kind Pretty of. much. Marty Party. Uh, I know how one of your leagues went. But go ahead and for the audience, give us your same thing. All the leagues you're in and how you finished. Okay, so I'm in probably, and I say probably because there's a couple like public Yahoo leagues that don't matter. But um, overall, I'm in five leagues, just like uh, Doc. The only league I really care about is my home league. And it's because I won that league today. I needed Mike Trout. We were tied in home runs, tied in RBIs, tied in runs. And you know they four of my four out of the nine guys sat because it's the last day of the season. Guys, if you're in a head-to-head league, never go till the end of the season. I asked the commissioner to change that every year. Maybe one day he'll listen to me. But <laughs> all I needed was Mike Trout to hit a home run, and Mike Trout came through with his 40th home run of the season. Won me my league. It's absolutely amazing. I was down 12 nothing. Yes, all 12 categories on Sunday, but we got that extended time. My opponent did not know that the it was an extended week, so he used all his ad drops. So he screwed himself. Mike Trout <laughs> took me to the promised land. That's the biggest thing that matters. If we do have to talk about the other ones, um, I'll just go through them very quickly. Um, a triple player's ball uh, finished 10th. I had the number one offense and the worst pitching in the world. Drew sent me a very pri- a very polite private message saying, are you serious about how bad your pitching is? <laughs> <laughs> like he literally said, you know, and he's like, I didn't want to like call you out online. So I just, you know, I just want to like let you know, cause I finished with eight and a half points in pitching 
and 65 points in hitting. So, yeah, it was absolutely brutal. Um, The TGFBI, I finished 12th in my league, 337th overall. So not not too good there. Um, But I did well. I just want to say it sounds like there's an asterisk in your home league. Why is that? Uh, the guy didn't know that the, that it went till the end. Like I ended mine on Sunday. Ask he's always Tom. trying to steal thunder, man. <laughs> he's, okay. he's a thunder hey, that, dealer. That money's that that money's gonna spend the same. It don't matter what Doc says. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so not the money. <laughs> um, and then I did a couple um, uh, dynasty leagues. That are there five year dynasty leagues, and I finished in the top ten, which is really good. And then you do that a few more times, I should be should be fine. But uh, yeah, man, won the home league. That's the only thing that matters. Our home leagues are always our most important leagues. I think it's always funny. People ask about, would you rather win your home league or an industry league? And I feel like mo- the majority always say the home league. Yeah. And uh, shout out to our listener, Tony, who Tony, who made, uh, he made those videos of Pablo yep. Lopez doing, he finished first overall, like, like, or he finished first in that league. And um, he lost to the fifth place team Ooh. in the playoffs, but he, he beat everybody by like like 30 categories. So he had an amazing year. So shout out to Tony. He's the man. But yeah, I took home that league. Shout That's out great. Tony and Marty for taking home the league. Marty Party, you do get a... Uh... I'm trying to get it to stop and it won't stop. Okay. <laughs> we, we, don't get... <laughs> we don't get copyrighted now for that. Uh now a little cheesecake do you have any championships and uh tell us about your leagues i have no championships this year i was i was in six leagues this year i plan on expanding um i would like to get in possibly one more fab league than i was in this year Mm -hmm. um and i'm definitely going to be in best a few more best ball leagues because i'm planning on starting those best ball leagues and also you don't have to manage them so Yay. Um, but so this, this season really, it was, it was a, it was a season where I, I grinded all season long. I was not seeing results. And I'll tell you what, this last week has really given me hope for next year. I came into this last week, sixth place in my uh, TGFBI league. And I finished, I spent all the money I had left because I was like, I don't know what's going to happen. I ended up second in my TGFBI league. I climbed up to, to second. I put Todd Zola in my dust. Uh, ah. uh, and he's, he's sitting behind me looking at, at my back in that league right now. And that, <laughs> no, that was really cool. I finished one, 121 overall. My team was, my team was pretty, pretty evenly like pitching and hitting. It was a decent, pretty good team. Uh, but uh, I was, I was way behind first place. Darf, uh, was I, I'm the commissioner of it. I really like the league. I, my team collapsed super early and never, never stood up. But, but in this last week, I jumped from 13th to 11th, which I thought was very good too. triple players ball. Um, I finished in the top 10. I finished third in the league, but, uh, but when I, when I realize, uh, I, I looked at David's team that he was running out there for the last week of the season, his offense, with like Alonzo and Real Muto and MJ Melendez. And I'm like, I hope Andrew Nisner is going to hit a home run for me this week. And I'm like, there's a reason why David jumped past my team. Um, Cause he, he had, he, when I looked at your team, I was like, his offense is 
stacked for a for a DC team. I was like, I would have liked that for my <laughs> uh, for my GGFBI team, where I could add and replace players. You, you did a really good job drafting. So I was like, so you ran right past me. But I finished top ten there. I ended up dropping in the in the Bubba's league and and uh, home league. I didn't make the playoffs either, but. Uh, but, you know, you get a little good news at the end. I feel like I'm going to be better prepared for next season. So I'm going to come in. I, I, I'd like to add at least one more Fab League. I, I kind of like that. And uh, keep at least keep two DC teams, maybe one more, maybe one more. I'd, I'd like to get them all on uh, NFBC because I forget to go check the fan tracks because I'm in one fan tracks league. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's like I'm like last minute. It's like, oh, I got to go check my fan tracks. Oh, have any games started yet? I haven't checked my fan tracks team yet. And so so I, I, I may just try to get them all on one side as well. I'm going to add on that in a minute because I want to hear from Drew first. But I have something to say about the fan tracks league. So, uh, Drew, I want you to go ahead and talk about your leagues because you were in four finals. So, a testament to how great you played this season. Let us know how everything played out here. Yeah, I had I had a good year. Um, most of my leagues are actually in Fantrax leagues. So I'm interested <laughs> to hear what you say. Um, I, I and then like January, February, I kind of hit the bulletin board, and, and I love dynasty leagues. There's always somebody looking to take over a team, so I do have around ten teams. Um, I had one best ball. I finished in the money there. I love that. And, and you're right. Just you said I'd forget about it. So I might do a few more of those next year. But um, yeah, I had four teams playing right up to today. One team. Won a championship. That's actually a redraft league. Um, one, I lost on the tiebreaker. We were six to six in categories. And even though I beat this guy twice in the regular season, the tiebreaker was regular season standings. And he was first and I was second. Uh, so I lost the tiebreaker there. And I lost another one uh, by one category. Um, and the fourth one was a blowout. I got blown out in that one. But um, overall, pretty happy. Uh, you know, pretty, pretty solid season. I had a lot of teams to follow right to the end. And you know, haven't been able to say that my whole life and flags fly forever. So I got one championship and I'll take it. <laughs> That's right. Do you think you'll do a lot more leagues next year or are you content around what you're doing right now? I don't think I'll do a lot more. I'll probably, again, probably pick up one of the bulletin board or something. If I do mm-hmm. more, I'd probably be the best ball because like uh, you were saying, we can, we can draft them and they just kind of, you follow them, but you kind of, you can forget mm-hmm. about it. You know? And yeah. I've only, I was only in one fab league this year. I could see doing two fab leagues, but I think one of the ways you can do a lot of leagues is if you're not worried about juggling a lot of fab. I listen to some podcasts and people talking about six or seven different fab teams. Like I can never do that. That's like a, a fab of, anyway. When they <laughs> so. tell you they spend like three or four hours on Sunday night doing it. And I'm just like, Holy moly. No, thanks. Like, yeah. yeah I, I don't have that type of time, uh, yeah. but they're, they're ones that have big bank rules and they're putting a ton of money. in. so I get it. If you, you know, have that much invested. Yeah. Um, I was in 10 leagues and I'm going to be cutting that down next year because my performance suffered in a lot of them. Um, I'll, I was over on three different sites. The first ones I'll talk about were on the NFBC. These were the ones I paid the most attention to outside my home leagues. Um, and in the triple players ball, I finished fourth overall. Uh, and I really started out really bad in that. And I steadily worked my way up the climb and that that was a DC 50. Uh, and I was able to draft these. And my pitching could have been a little bit better, but uh, my offense kind of carried me there. And we were all in the battle of the podcast league. And uh, we started out pretty hot the first few weeks. I think weren't we the top team like the first two or three weeks of the season? Yeah, when Byron and, Buxton was doing stuff. Yep. Yeah. And then we dropped to like second to last. And we finished right in the middle at like 16th. 
I think there's like yeah. 32 teams or something like that. So um, right in the middle, I think we all will definitely do better on that next year. Um, in the EGFBI, uh, I was up at one point up into the top 20. And then I dropped as recently as a few weeks ago into like, I think I was like 130 and I finished at 88th. Uh, third in overall in my league. Last year I was 81st, so I stayed in the 80s for two straight years. And then turf, I finished 52nd overall, fifth in my league. That one was disappointing because I was in the top 10 for about the first month of the season. And then injuries and just some blow-up games from my pitching really just kind of knocked me down. 52nd overall isn't bad, but uh, definitely could have been a lot better in that league for sure. Home league, I think I was the second or third highest scorer in our home league, and I didn't make the playoffs. So that I posted a screenshot to Twitter, and not only I was like the second or third highest scoring team, the highest scoring team didn't get in. Uh, and I think the fourth and the fifth highest scoring team get in. Only one team of the top five scorers got into the playoffs. It was the most wild year I've ever seen in terms of that. Uh, just a lot of just you played the right person on the right week, uh, but points scored did not matter. <laughs> It was completely ridiculous. Um, so that that was that. Um, and then the other leagues were all on fan tracks. And what I was going to say about the fan tracks leagues is nothing wrong with how they're set up. Uh, I don't love the format of it. And to be completely honest, I would forget to check them because I just, it was very tedious adding players. And um, I, I just didn't, I don't love the whole process of how things work there. It's, it's just, um, and I love, I mean, obviously I still work for Fantrax and I love the people behind Fantrax. Just the app just still has not been something that's clicked for me. Um, I'm in uh, the MLB relegation league on there. And what it basically is, if you finish the last three, you get delegated to AAA. And then it's every, there's like 15 MLB, 15 AAA, AA, all these teams. That's pretty cool. And last year I did barely checked it. I finished 10th this year. I probably checked it once a month and I finished last. And, uh, I realized I was like, <laughs> and I felt bad too. I was just like, guys, I'm, I'm so busy checking all my other teams. I don't check the fan tracks ones as much. And I apologize, but I just didn't have the time to check them. And, um, and so I finished last in that league and in the call-up league, I, I literally had the best roster on the call-up dynasty league, but I forgot to check it and I finished fifth, but that's with like my, my whole team is stacked. I just never made the changes. I left injured guys in. Um, and that, and then I had a couple best balls on there. I didn't do great on the best balls this season. I did win one last year, um, but I only did two best balls. It, it was just my long story short, did not pay the attention to my fan tracks leagues as it was needed to. So I will be dropping all of my fan tracks leagues next season. The official announcement. Uh, uh, I, I, I might, I, I probably will keep the call up league because Britain is, is putting in a lot of effort to run it. Um, so, uh, yeah, I uh, I don't want to drop out when Britain's going to take the lead and put effort into that, but everything else, I just it's it's too much with how everything works on the site. So uh, I'm going to keep my leagues to the NFBC and then our home league on ESPN. Anything else, if it's best ball, I'll do on fan tracks, but that's about it. We talked about it being a short show and us focusing on the playoffs in 20 minutes. I know, I'm sorry. That's fine. We're the playoffs proof up isn't going to take that long. It's okay. It's David all good. It says that as we'll take another 23 minutes. To no, we'll, we'll hop into the playoff prediction show now well, that wanna, we all aired out. Our I want to add, I, I want to add a, like, cause I didn't address the, you know, how many leagues am I doing next year? I will yeah. say this about fan tracks and I love fan tracks. I write for it every week. Yep. I love all the dudes there, but 
But anytime anything, and this goes for any app or anything, takes more than 20, 30 seconds to start mm-hmm. to load. It's just, it's tough. It's tough to do that. So it's something, and this is, you know, the whole industry knows and everyone who works, everyone who plays on it knows, you know, it's just something they have to work on. I'm not a tech guy, so I have no idea. And I'm going to cut out almost all of my NFBC leagues last year because, or next year, because I live in (laughs) Michigan and we literally can't do it if there's money online. So that's going to be easy. That sucks. Yeah. I feel so bad for you. Uh, But you know what? On the drafts that we do together, you can still help us. Yeah. The triple players. I'll be creeping. uh, the, the podcast league and all that. Uh, all right, let's talk about playoff predictions. So playoff field is set. Uh, so we have the bracket right now. The Guardians and Tampa Bay go in the first round. Seattle and the Blue Jays are for the American League. Phillies and Cardinals and Padres and Mets. Those would be the first round matchups uh, with the Yankees, Astros, Dodgers, and Braves waiting in the wings. So again, we're going to make this a little bit more fun. and We're going to see who's the real Nostradamus here. Every uh, matchup you predict right in the first round, you get one point. Every matchup you predict in round two gets two points. Every matchup you predict uh, in round three gets three points. And if you pick the World Series champion, you get four. So we'll see out of the five of us who has the best score at the end of the playoffs. So we'll go through each matchup, like a minute or two. Uh, each person want to add anything you know they, that they think they'll see, any potential surprises, anything like that there. So... Uh, let's start out with the first matchup and let's look at the guardians and the Tampa Bay rays and the guardians. I believe it's a best of three, right? If I'm not mistaken, best of three, they're playing at Cleveland. Yep. So Cleveland, the three seed, they have, I believe Shane Bieber, Tristan McKenzie and Cal Quantrill lined up to be their three starters in that, in these games, uh, Tampa Bay, obviously Shane McClanahan is going to be the one. And then I feel like what it could be, you know, Tyler Glass now is not going to start. It'll be probably like a Jeffrey Springs or uh, Drew Rasmussen, Corey Kluber. And why not Glass now? You think he'll start? I don't know. He got seven strikeouts the other night in three innings. I feel like he'll be a piggyback. Yeah, that would be, that would, they, they're definitely going to use him in that series. I definitely think they're going to use him. He looked good the other night. Well, Um, go ahead, LC. Go ahead. That's what I was going to say. I I think that Tampa Bay is going to win that series. I don't think the Guardians are going to get out of that series. I think Tampa Bay's pitching has been really good lately. Uh, and I th- also think that um, that Tampa Bay has sort of the 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 culture to of of winning playoff series. Like they know how to do it. Whereas I feel like the Guardians, their their offense is their their lineup is not. They don't have a lot of a lot of good scary hitters in that lineup. So I feel yeah. like they're going to be trying to win three, two games. And, and, and I feel like Tampa Bay is going to win those three, two games. Drew, what do you think? If you, if you had to call your winner, um, I'm going to call Cleveland and it's, it's a tough one for me. I really kind of like Tampa Bay. I think it's going to be the, the curse of Brett Phillips, you know, for Tampa Bay trading their, uh, playoff spark, uh, just home field advantage, uh, you know, I like the Bieber, McKenzie, and uh, I, I just don't know if Tampa Bay's got the hitting throughout the whole lineup. So I don't feel super confident with it, but if, but I'm going to go with Cleveland. Drew, I'm right there with you. I'm going Cleveland. I think they've been hot, and I have the – this isn't anything analytical. This is not anything uh, I've looked at. But I ever since I started working at my new job, 
uh, one of my coworkers is a diehard Cleveland Guardians fan. And I feel like every single night he's like, Guardians, bro, they won again. And I'm like, dude, they just keep winning every single time. And I just can't see them going out in the first round. He's For some reason, it just seems like they win all the time. And he tells me every morning. And uh, I'm like, man, if, if they lose, if they don't make it to the World Series the rate they're going, uh, I'll be shocked. So Cleveland Guardians for me in the first round. Doc, what about you? Yeah, I'm going Cleveland as well. Uh, when you look at Tampa on the road, they were 35 and 46 for the year. Ended the season on a five-game losing streak, two and eight in their last 10. I think the thing about Tampa is they play a lot of people well, especially in the stacked AL East, but they really slipped in the second half of the season. Cleveland 46 and 35 at home, 46 and 35 on the road. Um, they have a lot of great contact hitters. They don't strike out a lot at the top of their lineup. I think they match up really well with the Guardian or with Tampa. So I'm going Cleveland. All right, Marty Party, what about you? Doc touched on almost everything I was going to say. I'm going with the Guardians. All right, so almost a clean sweep except for LC. LC going Tampa Bay Rays. All right, let's look at the next one. Next matchup. Oh, and I will also mention, I should probably say this. So um, I believe they have the season series against the three and how it went. Um, Guardians beat the Rays four to two this year, if that means anything. Uh, next series, the Mariners and the Blue Jays. The Mariners went five and two against the Blue Jays this season. So I'm rooting for the Mariners. My heart is with the Mariners. Um, but I think just the, the first time in the playoffs in 21 years, I think that's what it was. I just mm -hmm. see it falling short their first season. I'll keep mine short and sweet. I have the Blue Jays going in this one. Uh, let's go now. Let's go reverse order. Let's go. We started out with art. So let's go. Uh, let's go Drew's time. Let's go Drew first. Uh, I'm going Blue Jays with this one. I think there's just too much power throughout the whole lineup. Mm -hmm. They just keep rolling out hitters, even coming off the bench. And Seattle's fun to watch. I love staying up late in the weekends and watching them. But I don't think they've got enough to take over Toronto, especially in Toronto. Where you simpatico with the Toronto Blue Jays, Doc. I'm going the Mariners, and I think this is going to come down to who you feel has the best rotation. I feel confident if I'm the Blue Jays in Manoa and Gosman, but I don't feel comfortable in Berrios. And with Seattle, I mean, they have an embarrassment of riches at the starting position and relief. So mm -hmm. you want to roll out your best starters. And Seattle, they could roll out Ray, Castillo, Logan Gilbert, and then have a bunch of others in relief role. And they have a really good bullpen. So... Well, Robbie Seattle. Ray really did not look great towards the end of the season. So he did not. He cost someone a matchup in our home league. But I know. But you paid him one hundred ten million dollars. You're not going to have him sit on the bench during the playoffs. No, he'll play. I'm just saying he might not be a shutdown guy. Uh, and Toronto Blue Jays. If there's a team that could tee off of somebody, the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, Marty Party. Who are you going with? I do love the Mariners pitching. However. I love the Blue Jays' offense even more mm. at home, and they have a good pitching staff. Fire up the Blue Jays, baby. All right. I like it. LC? Whoever wins this series, I want to win the World Series for the record. I might be there with you, Doc. I, I might be That'd there be cool. with you. LC? Um, this is a tough series for me because I I, I think that the uh, – the Blue Jays pitching is a little bit thinner than it than it than it looks. You know, I worry about Barrios and how he's going to hold up in playoff start innings. And I also worry if you look at the Blue Jays lineup, they're almost all right-handed. It, it might come down to something like they're going to need to get 
Kevin Biggio and Jackie Bradley Jr. are going to have to put in good at-bats for them. But I don't think it's going to make that much of a difference in this round yet. Possibly in a seven-game series, that will make a difference. But I think Toronto gets out of this one. All right, so LC was by himself with the Rays. Doc is the only one by himself picking the Mariners. So that will take us from the American League now to the National League side. And we have the Phillies and the Cardinals in this one. The Phillies are the six seed going against the three seed Cardinals. I believe the season series for this one is the uh, I'm looking right here. It uh, the Cardinals went eleven and eight this year against the Phillies. So, what do we think, Doc? You lead us off here. I'm going with the Cardinals. Their hitting is too good. They're one of those teams that no matter who's on the roster, they're just a tough out in the postseason. Mm-hmm. The Phillies, this is the first time they've made it since I believe 2011, if I, if I yep. read that correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, they they had a really good resurgence towards the end of the season, but Cardinals, they never get bounced in the first round. Marty Party? I do love the story of Yadier Molina, you know, Adam Wainwright, Pujols, all be in there, but Wainwright has fallen off a cliff. I don't believe Flaherty is going to be anybody that we can depend on. Jordan Montgomery, I'd rather not have to do that. <laughs> Looking at the Philly side, I I know they're pitching so up and down. Aaron Nola is a heartbreaker, but Nola, he's still good. Zach Wheeler's still good. They have Bryce Harper. They have JT Realmuto. They have, I mean, even Reese Hoskins had a really good season this year. So against my heart, I'm going to go Phillies over the Cardinals. All right. We have one Cardinals, one Phillies. A little cheesecake. Oh man, this is this is something that I had to go to analytics because I didn't want the fact that I hate the Cardinals to, to affect <laughs> my judgment too too much. What does affect my judgment is the Cardinals out of all playoff teams had the worst X fit by the season. Since the All-Star break, the Cardinals have had the second worst X fit of all playoff teams on the season. Their pitching is probably the worst staff going into the playoffs and the Philly staff has been one of the best staffs staffs top 10 staff in all the baseball since the all-star break and top 10 staff all season. I think Philly's pitching wins this series. All right. So you said you're with the Phillies on this one. All right, mm-hmm. Drew, what are we thinking? Um, yeah, I'm with the Phillies and and for me, it's their bats. It's, it's Harper real noodles or like, I, I think they're just going to, be hitting the ball all over the park. And, um, you know, I think too many of the St. Louis players are going to need a nap. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> and, Philly. and Philadelphia's on a uh, roll too. So, yeah, they are. Um, so I'm trying to look this up really quick. Um, I was trying to stall, but I'm not good at that. So I was trying to see what the St. Louis is. Okay. So St. Louis is, can you guess the difference is in their home and away record this year? It's actually astounding. Uh, so, I have the standings pulled up here. So St. Louis at home, or let me start with this. St. Louis away was 40 and 40. At home this year, they were 53 and 28. Wow. It's a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, add that in with the fact that St. Louis is battle tested there in the playoffs pretty much every single year. If you told me miles Michaelis were to go out there game two, go seven innings of shutout ball with eight strikeouts, I wouldn't 
bat an eye because that's something a Cardinals pitcher will do in the playoffs. Or Adam Wainwright is vintage Adam Wainwright. This is the time the Cardinals players come to play. We see it every single season. Uh, they're not going down in the first round at home to a team that just snuck into the playoffs. And I know the Phillies are a good team, but the Cardinals always find a way to do it. Uh, and I'm with Doc. I think the Cardinals take this one, especially with that home road split this season. All right. That was our biggest differential on that one. So that'll be interesting. Uh, our next one is the Mets and the Padres. This one, I think it might be the hardest one, at least so far that I'm looking at. Um, but let's go around how around the table here and start off with Marty party. Who you got in this one? Cause one team is going to be a huge disappointment and lose in the first round. And the other team is going to escape it just barely and uh, make their fans, I guess, a little bit happy. Both teams had huge expectations. Honestly, out of all the first round, this one was the easiest for me. The Mets, that pitching staff, next question. Fire. Let's go, Mets. All right. They're going to roll them. All right. What about you, uh, Cheesecake? What do you think? Um, I'm I'm a bit worried about uh, Degrom. Degrom had a blister on his middle finger, and I'm not sure if he's going to be there for the playoffs. I mean, blisters are. He seems confident he's going to pitch. Starling Marte might not play in the NLDS, um, so I, I'm a bit worried about their injuries. Uh, but I do think that the rest of that staff is just so amazing. I think the Mets, I think the Mets win. I do. I think their their pitching is that much better, even without Degrom having a start in the first round. We've got two for the Mets. Drew, are you Team Mets or are you going to go the Padres? No, I have to go with the Mets. I, I will say Manny Machado is one of my favorite players to watch, but the rest of the team, they're just grabbing the bat so tight, it's sawdust in their hands. I, I don't think they've got I, – I don't think they're mentally there, the Padres. I, I really don't. Um, and then for all the reasons we already said, the Mets are just solid throughout, and they got they got good pitching. I'm going to go the Padres. Uh, I think the Mets imploded towards the end of the season. They lost the de- that division title, and I think it's going to mess with them more than people think. I think the fact that they don't have that first round bye, and now that there's, I think, a lot more pressure on them than the Padres, as crazy as that sounds, I would not be shocked. You know, even if with the Mets' great pitching, you know, if they lose games like three to two, um, the Padres still have a pretty good offense and. They're coming in as the underdogs, and I think they're going to fill that role really well. So I'm going to go the Padres on this one. Doc, what about you? You know, I started as the Mets, and then as I listened to you, David, I felt more comfortable saying the Padres. I think the pressure was on them a lot last season when they mm-hmm. signed Tatis to the big extension, and it's like, okay, they're they're spending a lot of money. I mean, quietly, we forgot that they have Juan Soto, who arguably might be one of the best. I, I know we can't say the best hitter in baseball anymore. They have a ridiculously good lineup. Manaya pitched well yesterday. You Darvish, Blake Snell have been pitching well. That's a good one through three. And yes, it's not as good as Scherzer and DeGrom, but when you're talking about one game, they could definitely go toe-to-toe with those two aces. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, they both have great lineups because if you look at you got Lindor and Alonzo uh, in, in the Mets but lineup. Starling Marte is not going to play. Jeff McNeil is yeah. in a little bit of a slump. Like I don't, I don't feel as good about the Mets lineup one through nine as I do with the Padres. Fair enough. All right, let's move through this next. We'll move through these next ones a little quicker here. And obviously, there will be a couple different scenarios where we have different teams. But let's go back to the American League, and we have the Yankees going against your win, your winner, which all of us have Cleveland except for LC. So let's go back to uh, 
to Elsie here leading off. You have your Ray, you have the Rays going against the Yankees. Who do you have winning and going to the ALCS? I'm really tempted. I I really don't like the way the Yankees played the second half. I I I kind of think that do it that they do it. I kind of think that they're paper tigers. I do at this point. Oh, I do paper not not the Detroit Tigers, paper tigers. Oh, I got you. It's I a different you. phrase. <laughs> it, it both would have worked. Yeah, I I I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Rays. I think I think that the Rays are gonna find some playoff playoff magic in this round because I also just think that the Yankees have been scuffling way too much. So. I'm going to go with Tampa Bay. All right, Drew, you have the uh, the Guardians against the Yankees here. Yeah, I've got the Yankees over the Guardians. Um, I don't love the Yankees, but I don't think the Guardians have enough to get past them uh, in the ne- into the next round. So uh, I think with you know, the power and uh, these are three out of five series, right, that round? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, I think the Yankees have enough to roll out there to, to pull that one out. Can I say for a second, I know this isn't on the exact subject, I love this playoff format so much more than yeah. the ones in the past. I think it makes so much more sense. Like to have a three-game series, a five-game series, and then two seven-game series makes a lot more sense than having one game determine 162. Yeah. Uh, I think this makes so much more sense. Agreed. Yep. Um, all right. And then I had the Guardians winning. I'm like so torn on this one. Um, I think I have the Guardians being pesky, and I am going to the ALCS. Wow. I, I'm going to shock the world with that pick, but it, yeah, I, I think the Yankees disappoint and they uh, they lose in the first round in five games. So uh, that's where I'll go with that, Doc. I'm going with you. Uh, if you didn't say it, I was going to. I mean, I think the Yankees. When you look at how they played in the second half, they were really. Um, getting off of what Aaron Judge was doing. But if you look at their bullpen post uh, July 31st, besides mm-hmm. Lou Trevino, who they traded for, everybody has an yeah. ERA above the fours. So I think that's going to come down to if Garrett Cole gets bombed, which we've seen, or if Severino can't go long. I know he went seven innings in his uh, final start, but that rotation is pretty shallow. And if they don't have a good bullpen, they're going to wear out pretty quickly. Yeah, okay. Trevino's their closer now. Like was, yeah. they have a role with Chapman, they have Clay Holmes, but Trevino's closing games. Yeah, Marinasio, uh, they said has a leg injury and is questionable, so can't do it. And Marty, finish us out here. The New York Yankees will win the series. There's no way oh. they're going to lose to the the Guardians, who are probably going to have to uh, roll out. Who is that at the back of their Aaron, Aaron Savale, Zach Plesac? If they're lucky, Cal Quantrill. No, no chance. All right, Marty. Well, here's the thing: if um if the Guardians beat the uh, if they beat the Rays, you know I got some cash here. We're gonna we're gonna throw it back because you're very there. confident. I'd love <laughs> like to it. take you down a peg. I like it. We'll have to throw that in there. Let's finish out the American League then. Let's um we'll do this mat this next matchup in the American League, and then we'll determine our AL champion before we go back to the National League. Uh, the Mariners and the Blue Jays. We all picked the Blue Jays except for Doc. So, Doc, you picked the Mariners against the Astros. Who do you think wins between those two teams? Astros. I hate it, but that rotation is so deep. 
Marty, who you got? Astros. It's not even close. Elsie? Um, yeah, I'm the Astros as well. I think that they're way too – they're just much too good. Drew? I'm going Toronto. Um, yeah. The bats, I think George Springer will make a big play somewhere in there. Ooh. And like Marty, I don't know about your generation, but when I was – we hated the Blue Jays when I was a kid, <laughs> <laughs> so it pains me to call it. But oh, uh, man. yeah, I'm going Blue Jays now. All right, and I'm going to go Astros. As much as that pains me, I do think they they take this series here, and that brings us to our ALCS. We'll go one by one here. Let's start with Marty, who has the Astros and the Yankees meeting. Who do you got going to the World Series? The Houston Astros making another World Series appearance. Houston Astros. All right. LC, you have the Houston Astros and the Tampa Bay Rays. I I think the Astros also. I, I think there's no way they're not going back. All right, Drew, you have the, the Toronto Blue Jays and the New York Yankees, I believe. So who do you pick between the AL East opponents? Yeah, uh, Toronto Blue Jays. Whoa. Oh, I like it, Drew. I love yeah. it. Uh, I have the Houston Astros and the Cleveland Guardians, and I think the Astros win that series in seven. I will take the Houston Astros as well. Doc? I'm taking the Astros over the Guardians in six. Even though they beat them in six, I think the games are played close. Okay. All right, so we all have the Astros except for Drew, who has the Blue Jays. So let's go back to the National League, where we have, starting off with ULC, you have the Phillies going against the Braves. Mm-hmm. Well, this is a tough one because um, I, I do see that uh, Spencer Strider is is injured, but it looks like he'll probably be ready for the NLDS. Um, I really like the way Atlanta finished the season. I think they're going to be tough. I think they're going to win this series. All right. I can understand that. Drew, you have the Phillies and the Braves as well. Yeah, definitely the Braves in that that series. They've got too much, and they're playing too well right now. All right, I'm gonna. I have the Cardinals and the Braves, and I am going to go the Cardinals for this one. I am going in the upset. I think they take that momentum against the Phillies, and they upset the Braves here. Um, let's go to you, Doc. Now you have the Cardinals and the Braves as well. I have the Cardinals, kind of for the reasons that you mentioned. I think there's a lot of pressure on the Braves to repeat, and the Cardinals are the team that can knock them, that can knock them off. Yep. And Marty, you have the Phillies and Braves. Who you got? It's gonna be it's gonna be a close one, but your champions are gonna win that one. The Braves. All right, the Braves move on for them. So then we go to the other bracket, and we have uh, this one was a little more divided. So Drew. You had the Mets going against the Dodgers. Who takes that? I'm going to go on the limb and say the Dodgers. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we could I'm say this at time. Are, are any of us taking whatever team we pick, whether it was the Padres or the Mets, uh, over the Dodgers? Because we, if we all just are going Dodgers, we can save time and just say Dodgers. I, I mean, I, I think – now this is a psychological answer as well as a baseball answer. I think there's a, a just a, a butt-ton of pressure – on the Dodgers every year, especially coming in 105 plus wins. They have 111 wins this year. Um, but you look, their staff is Julio Urias, Clayton Kershaw, and then Tyler Anderson and then Tony Gonsolin. And you're like, are we really going to say Tyler Anderson's going to 
going to pitch a gem in the postseason? I mean, do we really trust Tony Gonsolin to pitch a gem in the postseason uh, when 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 Max Scherzer's on the mound against him? You know, uh, in, in a game three or game four. I mean, it's to me. Um, I just think the psychology of it, you know, being this team every year, that is amazing. The the returns on their playoff performance, you saw it with the Braves in the 90s. They stopped going to World Series. So is that a long way of saying think, that you're not going the, the Dodgers? But the Dodgers, I, but so that's why I think that the Dodgers are going to lose to the Mets. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. There we go. That was, I was waiting for it to drop. Yeah. Are we, uh, everybody else on the Dodgers? The no, Dodgers I'm taking the Padres. I'm taking the Padres over the okay. Dodgers. Okay. There so we're going to, so we're going to have a different, uh, matchup here. So the second matchup for the AL, or the NLCS, excuse me. Let's go around and I'll start with Marty Party. You have the Dodgers going against the Braves. Who goes to the National League? Uh, who goes to the World Series out of the National League? The Doyers. Elsie, you have the Mets going against the Braves and Elise. Yeah, I I actually think it's going to be a rematch. Uh, Braves and Astros in the World Series. I got Atlanta going back again. Drew, you have the Dodgers and the Braves head to head. Who you got? Uh, I'm going to stick with the Dodgers, although a little cheesecake has me thinking, double thinking there. But uh, <laughs> um, I'm going to go with what I wrote, wrote down before. I think I think the Dodgers. All right, I have the Dodgers going against the Cardinals, and as much as I want to pick the Cardinals to upset them and go to the World Series, I think the Dodgers overtake them, and I'll, I'll go the Dodgers. Doc, you have the Padres going against the Cardinals. I'm going Padres. I think it's the Padres-Astros World Series. Nice. Oh. Wow, that'd be quite something. And uh, was that everybody? Did I go through all around? Mm-hmm. Okay, perfect. Then we got our World Series Let's start it off with Drew. You have the Dodgers going against the Astros, I believe, right? No, Blue Jays. I'm sorry, Blue Jays versus the Dodgers. Who wins? Yeah, I'm going to go all in and go Blue Jays. Yeah, yeah. I like that. That's fun. <laughs> all right, I have the Dodgers going against the Astros. I have the Astros winning the World Series. I think they've been the best team overall this season. Even though the Dodgers have the best record, I think the Astros are the best complete team. Uh, Doc, you have the Padres going against the Astros. I'm going with the Astros. Like you said, they have the best team. It completes the Verlander comeback story, and um, it cements his legacy as the best pitcher of this generation. Okay, and Marty, you have the Dodgers going against the Astros as well, correct? I do, yep. And it's it. my brain says the Astros, but I want the Dodgers to solidify their dynasty so they can finally call them a dynasty. The Dodgers are going to win their second championship. Give it to All right. Them. And Elsie, you have the Mets going against the Braves. No, I have the Astros versus the Braves. Or Astros and, versus the Braves. I was behind a second. And I think that the, um, I think that the Astros – Get one back on the Braves this year. I think they're just too strong. They are so strong this year. That pitching is amazing. All right. Well, so we had, I picked the Astros. Drew picked the Blue Jays. uh, Eric picked the Astros. Art picked the Astros. Marty picked the Dodgers. So three Astros, a Blue Jays, and a Dodgers. 
I think uh, that was pretty good. We went all around there. I think we agreed on some, and then some were just completely split. But we have our records now. We're, we're marked in. We're locked in. So Did you write them all down, David, so we don't have to remember them? I'm going to probably have to play this episode back at the end. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> just to listen. You know what? All of us who picked the Astros, we have to reckon with the fact that Dusty Baker never wins World Series. Oh, I, I didn't think about that. <laughs> oh, man. I forgot I about, just thought that. about that. But if my pick is in. He deserves you know, one, though. That's for he sure. Does. He does. He's a Hall of Fame manager if he wins a World Series, I think. He's not one no now. Yeah. Well, I think it's hard to get the hall of fame as a manager, if you don't have a world series win, but he has, he's probably top 10 and wins all time or top 20 and wins all time at least. And he's, he coached all those great giants teams. He coached good Cubs teams. He took the reds to the playoffs. He took the nationals to the playoffs. And for uh, reasons bigger than baseball, he's definitely a hall of famer. That's true. That's true. That's true. He's well liked as well, but uh, this would be the resume. This would be the uh, cherry on top of the resume for sure. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, quick stat to uh, leave you guys out here as I just saw it tweeted. Number of players in MLB history, 22,857. Number of players in MLB history with 215 strikeouts, a sub-235 ERA, and uh, 11.8K per nine, five. The number of pitcher or number of players in MLB history with 34 or more homers, yes. six or more triples, and a 350 OBP plus 69. The number of players in MLB history, both in a single season one. Joey Otani. My MVP. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty wild. Uh, all right, and then that actually is from, uh, I'm just going to make sure I said it. It's from Greg Harvey at Between the Numbs. So that'll wrap us up here. Playoff predictions in the books. And our first or second off-season show in the books. Guests, again, are back in the fold. Drew, thank you so much for coming on, my friend. We really appreciate you, man. And please, if you want to plug anything this offseason you're going to be doing or anything that people should know, the floor is yours, my friend. Um, no, I just want to say to the uh, you know the average to you uh, serious player out there, you don't have to be quite in the industry uh, to do well. Just just listening to guys like you, listening to the, the Monday show, listening to Cross and Clegg uh, the past three years have made me a much better player. So. Uh, stick with it. Listen to these guys and and uh, and do what you're doing. And, and I'm just having fun doing it. And uh, this has been a real blast. Getting to know you guys this year uh, even more and getting to be on here a couple of times. I really, really appreciate it. So uh, thanks for the invite. Drew, anytime. You know you're one of our favorite guys. And I, I genuinely mean that. You, uh, you're you someone we love having on the show. And I know it's going to be plenty more to come as well. So um, keep doing you. And, and I want you... Um, more people need to know how great of a baseball player you are, a fantasy baseball player you are. So I hope, um, you know, whether it's just TGFBI, just being more just throughout Twitter, I just, you're a good guy. And um, I, more people need to know how great of a player you are. Right. Yeah, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Of course. And um, little cheesecake, Marty Party, Doc, anything you, we got in the uh, coming up the pipeline here. I know um, the articles are done. Um <laughs> We'll be doing some baseball videos throughout the offseason along with our podcast, but those will be to come down the road. If um, anybody stayed and listened for this entire episode, you're a true fan, and thank you. Yeah, I mean, it's under an hour. It's not like it's been like an hour and a half. We babbled the first 23 minutes about things people didn't care about. That's that's true. That's fair. All right. Nonsense. We'll, we'll keep it under an hour, so that way it's not, it doesn't look as bad when you play the podcast. So for Drew, for a little cheesecake, for Marty Party, for Doc, I'm D. Mendy. We're going to make like a bread truck and we're going to haul these buns. 
Catch you guys next week.